0: The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for black and white sports. Well, it may be a new year. Happy New Year, by the way. I hope everybody had a good and safe one. It's 21 degrees in East Texas, and we're freezing our A's off. Yeah, we're not used to this. It was actually sleeting here this morning. Well, it's a new year, but same old leftist lunatics are already opening the door and walking through into 2022. And there is no bigger lunatic than Jamel Hill. Oh, race-baiting sensation, who I believe works for Dan Lebitard now. I know she writes for The Athletic. Nobody, nobody, generally speaking, reads anything behind their paywall. Uh, but she actually released an article that's free. And, of course, she's doing her best to keep the sports world, afraid of the Transformer variant. That's right, Omicron. So she is slamming the NBA and the NFL for their surrender to vaccine refusers. Refusers? Really? Let's get to this. Good God. Here we go. Pro basketball and football showed that tough rules work, but now leagues are giving up. God almighty. Nets have officially ended their tug-of-war with Kyrie Irving over the Stars' point guard's vaccination status. And Irving, who refused to get a COVID-19 shot, is unquestionably the winner. And it's a beautiful thing, Jamel Hill. The rapid spread of the coronavirus' Omicron variant has left gaps on rosters across the NBA because positive tests have rendered so many players ineligible the Nets finally buckled, caved, oh my goodness, to Irving, who had not played this season because of New York's vaccine mandate for certain indoor facilities, had banned him from home games. To let Irving on the court, even just for away games, is a drastic turnaround for the team that had sidelined him rather than deploy him part-time. Yeah, they're realizing they're needing his ass if they're going to win. After he cleared the NBA's COVID-19 protocols on Tuesday, Irving will be eligible to play for the Nets when they travel to Indiana to face the Pacers January 5th. This resolution of the Nets' high-profile dispute with Irving is part of a larger problem. You see, these Democrats like Jamel Hill, they want you to remain afraid. Afraid of that variant. This supposedly has mild symptoms and is more like a cold. Okay. In professional sports, confronted with the latest virus surge, both the NBA and NFL have essentially waved the white flag. They are easing their health rules and sending signals to players who have refused to get COVID-19 shots. Both leagues have adopted a range of health protocols that strongly encouraged vaccinations. It's also called coercion, yes. Uh, In other words, and I'm sorry, there's no way in hell anybody should be treated differently based on how or what they've decided to do when it comes to the damn jab. But now the leagues are choosing instead to cede to the forces of capitalism. Well, they are businesses, and they are in business to make money. Short-term financial concerns are dictating that even as Omicron spreads, the games must go on. And if that means holding vaccinated and unvaccinated players to the same standards, the leagues will do it. Bravo, leagues. I mean, let's face it, the NFL and the NBA haven't gotten a lot of things right. But at least when it comes to the damn virus, they're starting to head in the right direction. After the CDC issued new guidelines on Monday that will shorten quarantine times for anyone who tests positive for the Wuhan virus, the NBA announced that players who test positive will have to isolate for only six days rather than 10 if they have no symptoms. The NFL and NFLPA quickly announced that players with positive tests can return after five days. Stunningly, and I'm sure appalling to you, Jamel Hill, The two leagues' abbreviated new quarantine timelines apply to both vaccinated and unvaccinated players. Oh, my God, the horror. Until now, the NFL has rightly made a point of imposing additional burdens on unvaccinated players. No, it's appalling. Should be illegal, frankly. These players that are unvaccinated ought to be suing these leagues right now. For example, unvaccinated players had to undergo daily testing when the team traveled and could not fraternize with anybody but team personnel. Hmm, so you wanted to herd them into camps, did you? Sounds familiar. These rules reflected the greater risk that unvaccinated players posed to others. The rules also created strong incentives. Among the NFL players, the policy helped produce a vaccination rate of more than 94%, far higher than, Than the rate for all American uh, adults, the rate for NBA players is better, even at 97%. Let us stop there, Jamel Hill. How about the fact that people that have gotten the jab and the booster are still spreading this virus like wildfire? Oh, you left that conveniently out of this. Virtue signal much? We know you are the queen of it. Some of these incentives are still in place. And earlier this month, the NFL suspended Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown for three games because he bought a fake vaccination card to training camp. But the league started tinkering with its protocols after 150 cases turned up in mid-December with the NFL playoffs looming. Okay, once again, you just gave them credit for a 94% vaccination rate. And now let us read this. But the league started tinkering. With his protocols, after 150 positive cases turned up in mid-December. Jamel Hill, can you not draw a conclusion there? With the NFL playoffs looming, this was certainly a convenient time for the league and its health experts to devise ways of getting infected players back on the field faster. Under the old protocols, Colts' unvaccinated quarterback, Carson Wentz, who tested positive for the virus earlier this week, would not have been eligible to play against the Raiders this Sunday. Now with a reduced quarantine time, Wentz can take part in the game that could clinch a playoff berth for his team as well he should be able to. The NFL and NBA aren't exactly hiding their hand. They're in the business of keeping business going because this is America and capitalism rules, Jemele Hill, and it should and that in itself should be celebrated. That in itself and the fact that these players, much like the rest of America, want to get back to normalcy. The Nets had seven players ineligible under the NBA's health and safety protocols heading into the team's marquee Christmas Day matchup against the Lakers. Among those left out was superstar forward Kevin Durant, who has since been cleared to play. The Nets have the best record in the Eastern Conference, and a legitimate chance to win the NBA championship. Bringing Irving back will lighten the load on Durant. His playing time of 37 minutes ranks second in the league as the NBA enters the meat of the season. And if another COVID surge comes across the team, Irving's return means one more superstar is available for road games. As of this week, the NBA has used 541 players this season, a league record record. That's because so many teams have scrambled to sign 10-day contracts. Despite that outrageous figure, neither the NBA nor the NFL were ever going to mimic the NHL who decided to pause the season during the surge of the virus. Have we proven that pausing anything, that locking down anything, that shutting down anything ever did a damn bit of good except drive people crazy and cost people jobs? There's no mention of that in here. None. To compensate, the NHL also decided to pull its players from the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. Yeah, you should have pulled out of the Olympics, but not because of the damn virus. The NFL and NBA's latest protocol adjustments are just an extension of what's going on in the economy. CDC's decision to shorten quarantine times came six days after the CEO of Delta Airlines sent a Letter begging the agency to reduce isolation periods for those who had contracted the virus. Oh, good Lord, Jamel Hill. I'm not reading the rest of your putrid article for crying out loud. This is what we get from Jamel Hill. They want you in fear. They want you hiding. They want you locked in your house. And honest to God, if it was up to them, and I truly believe this, if you were unvaccinated, they'd put your ass in prison. That's the way I feel that this is all going about. And they're angry. They're angry that their sports players that have been shilling for the social justice or injustices, supposedly, that are going on around the world. And all their leftist ideals, all of a sudden, they're not being backed anymore. They're not being backed. Not even LeChina James, LeBron James is on board with the fear of the COVID virus anymore. Some of these leftists, like Jamel Hill themselves, are starting to get in fear and be in fear because they are starting to lose the control that they really never had. I don't know if they realize this. I mean, what kind of an influence does this person really believe she's got? Uh, Jason Whitlock said it best about Jamel Hill. Has she ever truly written an article that was worth anything? Probably not, probably not ever. We don't claim to be journalists or media here. And, um, so I'm not going to ever claim I've written an article worth a damn, but I'm not claiming I'm a journalist either. So you get the point. It's unbelievable. I mean, they want these sports players kept under wraps, kept under their thumb, following in the shadow of Joseph Biden. And now they're worried because even the CDC, see, they're lightening the the policies. They're losing control. People are getting back to their normal everyday lives. The new variant is proven to be mild. But it's also proven to be transmittable between vaccinated and unvaccinated people and sports players. They can't play the vaccination card anymore. They're losing their control over people who have been living in fear. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. I know our subscribers don't live in fear. Hell, a lot of you probably wish the NBA would stay gone forever. Let them pause the season permanently, permanently. Tell me what you think. Peace. I'm out till next time.